0: to the 50th episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. I am your host, Tiffany's friend, Floyd Johnson. And with me today <laughs> is Miss Phoenix AEW herself, Amy. How are you doing, Amy? I am fantastic. How are you, Floyd? I am doing well. And we got super special guests today. We got the lyrical voice of the Social Suplex, Mr. Rich Lotta. How you doing, Rich?
1: man i'm really glad to be here 50th episode uh i listen every week and uh you know just happy to to join and talk about AEW revolution man i'm i'm doing great
0: yes and last but certainly not least we got the social suplexes exalted one jeremy donovan <laughs> what's up jeremy
1: what's up guys
3: um so happy to be here on the 50th episode of all things elite just like rich i listen every week to you you guys are killing it I love AEW, and I'm very excited to talk about Dynamite and Revolution.
0: All right. Uh, thank you. And thank you all. You know, coordinating, getting all four of us on the, uh, the show together is never very easy. I was actually off today, so I made my schedule extremely flexible. Amy jumped on the day early. She has a family and kids. I thank you for that because, you know, that's I know that's not easy for you. And then Rich and Jeremy are both up kind of late on the east coast to record with us so i thank you both for that
1: glad to be here man
0: yeah yes yeah. so just want to start uh start the show by reminding you if this episode of all things elite is brought to you by powerslam tv we're at Power Slam TV, where you can get over access to over four thousand hours of content from hundred and ten of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe, right onto your laptop and multiple multiple mobile devices. Yeah, that's it. If you use the code Social Suplex, you get the first month free. And uh, so we had a contest. Uh, we had a contest. We've done a few of these, but today uh, we had a contest where you had to leave a review, like, comment. The winner of this contest someone I actually met last year in Chicago at All Out. His name is Tyler Baldwin. He listens every week. He literally sends emails and messages in. So when his name came up as the winner, I was very happy for him. So Tyler will get the $50 gift card to Pro Wrestling Tees. And he will be watching AEW Revolution for free this week. So congrats to Tyler.
2: Congratulations, Tyler. That is awesome.
0: Yes, and um, keep remembering to you know post your reviews on Google Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, I believe, is the way you have to go. Red Circle does not have a way for you to leave a review, but you can leave something better than review. You can leave money.
1: So uh, go ahead and hit
0: <laughs> the button. <laughs> that includes
1: you, Tony Khan, <laughs> and in case you um, are listening to this and you want to... I mean, hear- you- might as show. well,
2: because everybody's saying we're paid by AEW anyway. So hey, yes. buddy, pay up.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, hey, that, hey, that money still spend. I don't care, you know. So uh, <laughs> yes. So if you if you feeling like you want to leave a review and you can't figure it out, just you know, drop a few bucks in there. I won't be mad at you. Uh, I give, you know? give you a shout on the show, you know. I give you a shout on the show. And there's.
3: A very uh, quick way to you go to socialsuplex.com slash donate and you'll see a list of the shows there. You can click on the donate button under the All Things Elite logo and drop that cash in there.
2: Yeah, there you go. That is fabulous. Check that
0: out. Yes, and please support everyone on this podcast today by following us on our uh, uh, Twitter accounts. There's the at ATLE pod at Social suplex. At Phoenix, the newly christened at Phoenix AEW, at All Elite Tiffany, at Jeremy L. Donovan, and at Rich Lotta32. I do that at the beginning of the show because I always forget to do it at the end. So just letting y'all, letting everyone know. So we have it. Uh, All right. So I'm going to hand it over to Amy uh, to let's look into the Dynamite review.
2: All right, now before we move into that, since we just got done throwing out a ton of plugs out there, I want to do two more. We've got Jeremy over at Keeping It Strong Style for New Japan Podcast. This is one of the most renowned New Japan podcasts out there. If you go to Reddit, if you go on Twitter and people are asking, hey, what podcast should I listen to for New Japan? It's Keeping It Strong Style just about every single time. It's awesome. Also, head over to Rich Latta's podcast, One Nation Wrestling. They're both Exemplary, outstanding podcast to listen to. So please think about including them in your daily podcast lineup.
0: Yes. One One Nation Radio is my first listen every week because it's like the first podcast that comes out of the week. And I always listen to that before anything else.
2: Plus, I mean, you got the that. smooth sounds of Rich Lada. Like, what's not to love about <laughs> that, dude?
1: I'm, 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 I'm getting put over uh, here. Yeah. i not, not used to this. Yeah, you
2: know? <laughs> That's what we do, man. We put over everybody.
1: You know, One Nation r- Radio, you know, we're the home of negativity. You know, <laughs> someone would say. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs>
0: now, I, I can't say about One Nation Radio. Mr. James Boyd, Boyle, it's the only reason I know anything about stardom only reason I know anything about that. Like, I wouldn't even know how to pronounce the names if it wasn't for the stardom minute at the end when that music hits. I do a little shimmy. Do a little <laughs> shimmy and get ready for my uh, stardom.
2: And... You no,
3: know, uh Dr. Joshi, James Boyd, dropping those stardom facts on us every week, man. Yup, yup. to watch uh,
2: stardom. get to hear, get to
0: hear <laughs> about the wrestler of the year and AEW roster member V. Priestley.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was furious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh!
2: Oh man. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started into AEW Dynamite, because once again, I think this was one of the best episodes of Dynamite that we've had yet. And that's saying something because, again, every single week we seem to keep saying that. And AEW really seems to have just gotten its stride in, I want to say, since January of this year. Like, they started out in October. They had a few months to build three different titles, three different divisions, and now they've really found, you know, what they're what they're doing out there. What do you guys thought about the first uh, few months of the year with uh, AEW Dynamite?
3: Yeah, I think sure. the first few months have been excellent this year. You know, I was at the first Dynamite of the year in Jacksonville, and that was just an awesome show. Um, Love the Cody and Darby match and there's so much about that show that was awesome that really just kind of kicked off this wave that AEW has been riding since then and I feel like every week the show gets better and better each week tops the next week the storytelling is great the promos are great they're just on such on fire right now There's so much momentum behind um,
1: AEW and Dynamite and what they've been doing. Brian Alvarez in his book, the def WCW book, he was writing, Sometimes when a promotion's hot, like AW is that it feels like you can do nothing wrong and and literally without trying. And I feel like they're in that stage right now, as conversely when, you know, a promotion's cold, you can't do anything right. So um with with these guys being on this run, it's been a really special time, like, you know, just passing, thinking about like you know, A.W.'s, like, year ago, you know, what, where it was a year ago, where it is right now, you know, it's not even back to double or nothing yet, and it just feels like, you know, it's feeling like one of the top promotions in the world, like, if you're talking about how well this book, how the stars are being presented, the, you know, match output, you know, just every week, the, the uh, tidal wave of positivity, you know, regarding the events, you can't, you know, really find, like, someone, uh, like, a promotion that's hotter than A.W. right now.
0: Yeah, like my hard, most hardcore NXT friends are starting to tell me, like you, the show is just better every week, and like, <clears> and, and it was like, and it's very hard for them, and I try not to rub it in, or I'm not calling out their names, but there's like, okay, I watched I watched uh, AEW first this week, you know, you know that's me, you know, I'm big Mister Watch AEW first, watch NXT later. Stay vigilant. Yes, yeah, stay vigilant, and, and it's, I'm starting to get people telling me like okay, well, I don't want to see AEW spoiled because it's so good. Everyone's talking about it when it's going on. So they're getting on and they're watching it live. And I just like, and I, I, you know, me, I'm like, I, you know, I've been saying it for a while, man, before the shows were kind of close, but like the last three weeks, they, they haven't been close. I'm just talking about pure, you know, trying to be in the middle watching a wrestling show one has been very entertaining, and one has felt like work to watch.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, I do watch both programs. I watch AEW Live on Wednesday, Steve Vigilant, uh, NXT I'll catch sometime later in the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever I get to it. And I'm going to compare it to pizza. I, I feel like when you watch NXT, you're you're eating the school cafeteria pizza Like, it's okay, uh, but, you know, the cheese is kind of stretchy, kind of plasticky, and it's just not the best quality pizza. But when you're watching AEW Dynamite, you're getting that fresh, homemade, gourmet pizza with the freshest toppings, the cheese uh, perfectly grated on there, the the quality meat, like, it's the perfect (laughs) pizza. Every
1: week.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I want pizza now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I,
2: like, I'm this going, to, to, I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. great Omaha. time
1: to if we had a. That, it'd be a great time if we had a pizza sponsor. We could have just slid that in right there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so if you guys are making pizza and you're listening out Not that could have been you. You just right. on this
2: homemade pizza with the great toppings, you know, just like my pizza here at Omaha Pizza Company. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Use <laughs> our promo code yeah. Social Suplex yeah. to get your first month free.
2: There we go. We got it. It's done. Now see I, I love Wednesdays. Wednesdays is like my Friday now. Um I will not miss Dynamite. In fact, I've gone so far as to make sure that my kids' extracurricular classes are not on Wednesday. And if they are, I reschedule them. <laughs> like Wednesday is is just for dynamite. And I love that it feels like that must-see television, that you're just excited. There's an electricity in the air. Everyone's talking about it. We had uh, people over at our house for a dynamite party, the very first one, and... Um in October and people still do that like they'll just have get togethers where they have friends that come over and they watch dynamite and it feels like a really special show that's packed with excitement packed with craziness and you know especially in the case of what we're going to be talking about soon sometimes just stuff that you just you can't even process what you're watching <laughs> until well after it's over um with that said let's get into this week's dynamite we had a kickoff of Pac and Omega's 30 minute Iron Man match. I was sure this was going to be the main event. So I was shocked when I turned it on and they're just starting it right now. And the coolest thing about this match was that like I hate to be the person who's like, I miss New Japan, Kenny Omega, but I miss New Japan, Kenny Omega. And People are allowed to change, and obviously the format of Dynamite and television and everything is quite different than those long, cons- um, consistent thirty-minute to sixty-minute matches. But this was the match where we saw both Pack and Kenny Omega have to really str- struggle against each other and like have these crazy stiff kicks and chops and kicks to the face and jaw like repeatedly and so you had these crazy spots you had this crazy brutality but you had that intensity that for me I think did a really great job of showing people who maybe are new to Kenny Omega for instance what the excitement is all about what were your guys's thoughts on this match
1: yeah um I thought it was a classic um One of the best matches in American television history, no questions. I gave this match five stars, and I thought, and to speak to your point with the with the New Japan Kenny thing, I think that Kenny is kind of feeling a lot of pressure from folks that maybe just heard the the long reputation of who Kenny Omega was in New Japan. But I don't think they, you know, this is not their fault. They didn't watch it, but. Every Kenny Omega match wasn't a five star match in New Japan. It wasn't a six star match. But, you know, you know, there were four and a halves, so there were four and a quarters and a couple of the G ones. But what happens is this guy gets in a groove and then just keeps it rolling. And if you've looked at it since January first, since that six man, between him and Hangman and then rolling into this, this guy's like been in a groove. This was coming. And um I think he's one of the most complete wrestlers. To ever live like you know you want to talk about someone being a great tag wrestler you want to talk about someone being a great mixed match wrestler you want to talk about main event uh wrestling that that you know pushes the you know your 30 minute wrestle kingdom style main events 40 minute main events hour matches different things like that and he's a guy that wants to challenge himself and and keep constantly doing different things but i would be lying if I just wasn't over the moon last night to see, like, yeah, how about it now? Like, <laughs> so, uh, but this was this was coming, like, so, uh, you know, I, I think Kenny's, like, you know, had a lot to kind of, you know, deal with, like, coming to America, you know, adjusting to, you know, to that, and he's figuring it out fine. He's, he'll he'll be on on top pretty soon. Not worried.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, the man. Jeremy, great. what did you think when you were watching this?
3: Dude, I absolutely love this match. It was incredible. You know, I've been watching Kenny Omega for a while now and, you know, covering New Japan and keeping a strong style. You know, Kenny quickly became my favorite wrestler and just all the G1 matches, the Okada matches, you know, this guy was just on fire, quickly became my favorite wrestler. I love his in-ring style and obviously kind of, you know, becoming an executive VP of AEW and, Kind of taking a step back and not want to put you know a light on himself right away. We weren't getting that New Japan Kenny, that G One main event star, but that changed last night. We got some fresh new gear that looked awesome, and he was just it was back to G One Kenny last night with him in pack, and, Pac and they took a lot of risks. It was hard hitting, fast yeah. paced innovative. Like these guys went out there. And killed it on TV. Not even a pay-per-view. This was a TV match. They're doing Falcon arrows off the apron, Super Brainbusters. Um, you know, beat triggers <laughs> left and right. This was an incredible matchup.
0: Yeah, uh, from in the building, uh, I can tell you, thirty minutes, no one sat down. I, I, I was, and you know, we were in the fourth row, and me and Tiffany were, uh, sit, we were in, uh, these kids were in front of us, and I will tell you. Hey, if you're taking your kids to a wrestling show and you can't get to first row, you probably want to be in the 100 section. Because kid, those kids didn't see shit.
1: <laughs> Better grow Get yeah. tall.
0: I mean, there was two 6'2 two dudes right in front of them. I'm pretty tall, so I could see it. They couldn't. One kid just laid down. He was just like, I can't <laughs> see. I, I can't Uh-oh. see. But seriously, one of the best matches I've seen live, like, ever. I I just, I, I was emotionally invested the whole time. I was like, the moment they announced it, I was like, this is going to be, you know, in my head, I was like, this is going to be five stars. I, I, I was, I called it, and then it was everything I wanted, and then more, I just complete emotional investment in the match. You know, everybody's looking around about halfway through thinking Hangman's going to come out and they didn't do it. The Bucks didn't really interfere at all. So it was just two men that are masters at what they do, just beating the shit out of each other. And there was no like moments, you know, there was no botches. I'm, I hate, you know, it was like nothing that took you out of the match. And, it, and that's just it was just a master class in wrestling. It was a master class in American televised wrestling. When people say you cannot put on five stars with the way we do TV, you're lying. <laughs> you can, it's not you, you just you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't know how to do it. You know,
1: and they and, do. Yeah, and we talk about uh, Kenny a lot, but I want to like give Pac some credit too. Like to just look that like that much of a killer in there for that long, and to uh, You know, come where from where he came from, where he was at three years ago, you know, to completely rebuild himself to, you know, not only go in there and hang with Kenny, but, like, be his equal. Um, They, you know, the first, like, half of the match was just, like, them, you know, lightning fast, everything you want. And then, you know, he got so pissed, he grabbed a chair, and it was, like... It just, they they kept, like, just escalating the level they were working at. And, you know, I was happy to see the one win angel because, you know, when you see that, it's over. It's a wrap.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. The only other thing I'll say, when is the last time you have sat a wrestler that th- it is this good at in-ring work that is able to actually still get booed? Usually when you're this good as Pac is, fans are going to cheer you just because of how talented you are. The fact that he's able to stay in character and still get heat while still being a fantastic wrestler, it's its just kind of unheard of now. You know, it's, it's just,
2: cr- yeah, it's crazy watching him. He hits so hard. Like what I remember, the feeling of watching this match. There were so many times where I was shrieking or just gasping um, because he like kicked Kenny right in the jaw, slammed him down right on the apron, like or on the floor, like it was insane how hard that he was hitting Kenny. And so many people were just thrilled when Pack was announced for All Elite Wrestling and I wasn't really familiar with him. I wasn't really familiar with Neville. Um but this is why everybody was excited and I think that for the people who um, are seeing Kenny Omega kind of for the first time in this sort of situation maybe they're also saying this is why people were so excited because this match was what dreams are made of when you sit here and you think about the most thrilling electrifying jaw-dropping wrestling that just kind of leaves your mind blown when it's done and also the build-up to this, Pac's promos have just been absolutely awesome. He has really sold me as being this terrifying monster guy, and I can't wait to see him and Kenny go again or to see who K- Pac is going to be taking on next. Like, this dude is insane, super cool.
1: A 5'8 monster heel.
2: 5'8! <laughs> oh my god, this <laughs> is going to murder Hawk him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, you God know.
3: He's so- and you know, you know with the uh the Iron Man match type. I know there are some people out there who don't like Iron Man matches and think that there's it's not you can't really have a good Iron Man match. I disagree. I love the the Iron Man match format. I think when done correctly, it could be a great match like we saw here on Dynamite. I mean, the pace never slowed down. They maximized the minutes that they had um all 30 plus the overtime. Like you mentioned, Floyd, the crowd was into it the whole time. There was tons of drama uh, between the DQ and the near countout with Matt helping Kenny get in, and the action was just so compelling. Like, this could have easily been the main event of Revolution, and we got it as the opening match on TV. Yeah. crazy, mean, man.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, basically a, a, to use a WWE, a takeover level pay-per-view main event was the first match of Dynamite. Mm-hmm.
2: That's Isn't just it? insane. Yeah. On weekly television yeah. for, you know, just, here you go. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, let's talk about the next match. We had the Inner Circle um, with uh, Jurassic Express. And this was crazy because, like, we had the Inner Circle, or not the Inner Circle, sorry. We had Santana and Ortiz and Sammy Guevara and Jurassic Express. And this was neat because, like, Santana and Ortiz are an amazing tag team by themselves, but we also get to see some like improvement and really just solidarity with Jurassic Express. We've come a long way since this dinosaur guy debuted at Double or Nothing and then became a boy and his dinosaur and then became a boy and a boy and his dinosaur and now Jurassic Express and now they're like this awesome tag team where every single person has their role. We've got the giant guy. We've got the middle flyer. We've got the tiny spirit of heart who's also fearless. But they've also got some really great trios moves in solidarity. This was a really cool match because we got to see sort of the evolution of Jurassic Express take shape into, I think it's final form. What did you guys think?
3: Jeremy, you want to go? Yeah, go! Yeah, I, I love this match. It was a a quick uh, ten minute sprint, like you mentioned. We really haven't seen much of um, Santana and Ortiz teaming with Sammy, so it was great to see like the, the instant chemistry that those three guys had together and a lot of stuff they were pulling off. And then, like you mentioned, Jurassic Express has kind of been this journey of these three guys gelling together. I mean, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy have been teaming on the indies, but then adding in, you know, Marco Stunt was kind of a new element, and wow. how quickly all three of those guys have gelled over their run at AEW has been fun to watch as well, and just seeing this quick, fast-paced, uh, you know, we call Rich Ladder Pro Wrestling with,
2: you
1: know, <laughs> uh, high-flying, you know, hard strikes. It, it was a really fun match. Yeah, man, like, so when I was, like, watching this match, like, I was still kind of, like, riding the high of Pac versus Kenny and then them setting up Orange Cassidy, checking Twitter, like, you know, getting in arguments with stat guy Greg, you know. Just <laughs> normal things I do on Twitter. But, um, so this match was going on, and then, you know, you're, you're looking up, and I'm, you know, looking up every so often, like, every, you know, 15 seconds or so. I'm like, this is getting really good. And then I notice who's in there, kind of, and it's like, yeah, Sammy G and PnP this trio... Is real. I can't wait for the AEW trios belts um, whenever they happen one day. Um, but yeah, it was it was just like really fast, and I love every guy in this match for you know whatever their role is. Like Margot Stunt, perfect pen eater. Um, Luzosaurus, Flip Monster, Jungle Boy, young guy with potential. Sammy, I think he's a damn near the complete package. And then PMPs is just like they're they're right up my alley. yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 so yeah this this is awesome too
0: yeah marco's the perfect person to build heat for the other team with because no matter what it's the bigger guy picking on the little guy and he gets beat pretty well and then he gets his help spots later and everybody gets excited for it i i uh, you know jeremy's heard me say this i hate it six man, i hate six man tags i used to uh i go keeping it strong style of course i listened to and i'd always say well i just skip past the. Uh, multi-man matches at the beginning and got to the good shit. And AEW, <laughs> it's, it, it's you know, they do enough to keep me interested in six-man matches. And the people that are tagging together make sense. And it's just not this, you know, it is kind of a formula. It is a really big formula. It's, as as Rich would say, they just do cool moves. You know, they do cool <laughs> shit. And, it, it, you know, and it keeps me excited when I otherwise... On these type of matches, as I have traditionally checked out. Uh, it, it was fun. You know, we finally got a couple people to sit down. And so the kids kind of got to see this match. <laughs> and they were, That's you know, good. Marco's their side. Marco's their side. So they were really excited when he hit his big moves. And then, you know, then everybody stood up because the match got exciting again. So they went back to sleep. But it was a great match. It was very fun.
1: Do you guys make anything of Jungle Boy uh, ended up getting the pin on Sammy? Is that something you think you know we might be looking forward to in the future?
2: I I, oh, I hope so. I think
0: they're building Jungle Boy for a TV match against Chris Jericho. I really do. I think. Yeah. I, I think in the he, future. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he's. You know, we're about to get that. You know, gap between this show and uh, Double or Nothing. So we're gonna need some stuff to watch, and I think that's gonna be a match that we're gonna get
1: putting it out there Uh long, like, you know, they drop these gems. You just got to pay attention and they'll be there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and in this match, we had two future stars. We had Darby Allen running out to build up his match with Sammy Guevara. We had jungle boy, um, taking the pin there, getting the pin there. And like, those two men are going to be up in the stratosphere of the AEW echelon in a year, maybe two max. Like, these dudes are going to be the future stars of AEW. Uh-oh. And it's just, it's neat to see them running out like that. And it's so sad that the, that everybody stood up at the end because I know the kids would have loved, you know, they just saw Marco Stunt. And then the other kid favorite, Darby Allen, comes out. But, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. You know, you know, Cody better watch his back because Darby's. Pops are crazy. I mean, you know, Cody's the top face, but I, I think Darby is moving quicker than anyone has even thought that was going to happen. I mean, he came out twice, and it was just he's so over. It was like I the, the Darby chance, and oh, my God, yeah. I, you know, it's going to be one of those times. I think, like Luchasaurus, he's getting over faster than they think, so they're going to have to make a decision pretty soon.
2: The West nice ages. thing, though, is it seems like they capitalize on that. Like, Luchasaurus got over um, either at or after Double or Nothing. Like, everyone was just like, oh, my God, there's a wrestling dinosaur, and he's amazing. At least that was my perspective. <laughs> 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 um, and then, you know, Darby Allin, he is just like, wow, everybody loves him, and, and and Jungle Boy. And so, you know, these people, it seems like, at least by AEW's actions, that they are reacting to the long-term organic growth of these new talents and how they're rising with the crowd and how the crowd responds to them and pushing them or building them rather accordingly.
3: Yeah. It's been great just seeing the rise of Darby, you know, uh rich and I, we have a local promotion here in Florida called full impact pro, which is part of the WWN system. And we've seen Darby for years now, wrestling in bars here in Ybor city and jumping off the bars and coffin dropping all over the place. So it's just great, like, seeing him come from like, this humble beginning of, you know, wrestling in front of, like, 100 people in a bar to now being on national television in front of thousands and thousands of people. And he he's such an enigma, such a star, and, yeah, he's going to be more the future of this company, and it's just great to see the reactions he's getting and how he's getting over. And one last thing about this match for me, I really love the fact that um, Jurassic Express got the win here just because they've kind of been a unit longer than... You know, Sammy and Prod and Powerful. And so I think it makes a lot of sense that the team that's been teaming longer should get the win, even though technically you might say Inner Circle are probably the bigger stars right now. I think that was a good move to have Jurassic Express get the win over them.
2: Again, we've got, you know, subtle parts of booking that just make sense. And you're like, yes, this is logical. <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> A great point. Um, Let's take a look at the next tag match. We had the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny as well as the Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. Now, this was tricky for me because um, I was still able to get keyed in to the Jurassic Express match because as soon as their music hits, I'm like, okay, great. We're in it. But I was so energized from pack and omega and you know the jurassic express inner circle match that this was kind of the the down point of the energy wave it wasn't necessarily a bad thing it's there's a natural flow of energy when you're watching the show you have your high points and then you kind of got to catch a breath and this was my kind of catch a breath it was a good match um my favorite part though honestly was orange cassidy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the bunny, <laughs> like it was so ridiculous. I love watching the best friends. Um, you know, watching them in New Japan as a tag team, they were great. Um, They seem to be wanting to focus on Trent Beretta as a single star there. And then when he came to AEW, it seemed like maybe they were going to do that same thing. And I hadn't really gotten to know him well enough to really get behind him or really become a super fan or anything like that. But um, I'm really digging them. I love their personality. I love their moves. Love the names of their moves. And of course, I think Orange Cassidy is the glue that kind of sticks them all together to make this team kind of a fan favorite.
1: Yeah, I think Orange Cassidy is the, is the key here. For me, like I I've always like, you know, known that the best friends are good wrestlers. They just happen to always get in the ring with another team that's just like you know they're fighting the lucha brothers or the young bucks, and it's always kind of like best friends versus the other guys. And the best friends are the guys that the other guys wrestle, like kind of. But um, you brought up a good point about Butcher or excuse me, Orange Cassidy putting them in there with Butcher and the Blade, though, allows the best friends to kind of step into that starring role because since the Butcher and Blade have come in, they've kind of been getting beat like a drum uh, from <laughs> everyone. <laughs> but you know, I, I still kind of you know, I like the Butcher, you know, as, as a big uh character um here so you know nice little tv match i i you know would say uh amy's probably put it in in, in as nice terms as you can like you know w- you know the way you had to come down uh, kind of checking this match out compared to the two before it
0: yeah uh for me it's orange cassidy and the guys i mean i'm like I, I i you know i love them but like when orange Cassidy kind of got attacked by uh Populator. I thought there was a chance he wasn't come out and I kind of just lost complete interest in this match and all of that. And then like my biggest pop is when they come out and then orange Cassidy is like, you know, limping out there, or, you know, fixing his and like, Oh, he did come out. Cause you know, that's the best part of this match. And like, I'm not saying the match, it, it was it was funny. It was just like when you're in the crowd and Kansas city was amazing. Like, it it almost becomes a standard, you know. Like, you don't want to be the bad crowd for AEW, you know. So, it's like Kansas City came up, and they came to celebrate, and they came excited. But in this match, everybody's like, you know, no one really cared. You don't hate the Butcher and the Blade enough to super cheer for the best friends. you get what I mean when I say that? They're not strong enough heels yet to where people will cheer whoever they they're facing and you know uh that's i mean that's what it is i mean i guess it's about as negative as i can get it was just it was just there the match was just there
3: yeah i mean it was your you know your, your gentleman's three match i mean it was, it was it was a fine little you know eight minute three star tv match and to your point floyd uh you know butchering the blade. They don't really have much heat on them right now. I mean, they've, I think they've only won one match so far on TV, and they've been taking a lot of L's. So not really a, a, that intimidating of a team right now. And there wasn't really a lot of build going into this match. I mean, yes, some, from, some of the interactions from the tag team battle royal the previous week kind of set this match up. But again, it wasn't that heated rivalry. There wasn't a lot of stakes on the line here. There was no like preview of a pay-per-view match revolution. So it's just kind of there. Yeah, it was it, fine. Like yeah, both it, of these teams are good, but it, it, it was just a good match. It was what it should have been and the right team went over.
0: Yeah, it was there to announce Orange Cassidy versus
3: Pac.
1: Yes. And Which he's, gonna, gonna, try. he's <laughs> gonna try. He's
0: gonna try. I lost it when he yes, said that. And and then you call it that like, get the trent and he's gonna try. And then and Trent Barretta's, like, trying to walk it back. Like, we don't know that. Uh, it was, <laughs> that was Their comedic timing is amazing. It was so great because Trent's the straight man, and it's, like, it's, yeah. And then Orange Cassidy is just, like, does the half thumbs up. I don't know <laughs> what was on TV, but did you see the stuff with Tony Schiavone? Yes. yes. I did. Yeah, yeah. They did the four-way hug with Schiavone. That was, was probably so one of the biggest pops of the night. Everybody was yep. like, yes, it, 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 that was pretty amazing.
2: Well, yes. and Orange Cassidy anointed Tony Schiavone with his glasses. That was so good.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Schiavone did the, the thumbs up.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> it, it, his thumb yeah. was all the way up, though. I was like, now we got to Get it halfway no. down there. you know. <laughs> <to get it.
2: laughs> he was just too excited. He's a big dork. It's okay. Yo, this,
1: this is why Tony Schiavone exists right now. Yes. We, we just got to put him in every single uh, situation. Yes.
2: Yeah, yes. absolutely. That and uh, air dancing with Dasha Fuentes on Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, and I love how Britt has bullied him so bad that he only says positive things about her. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's okay. We can get his back on Twitter. Uh, let's move on to the next match. Cause this is when it started picking right back up. And this match was so We had the women's four-way. We had Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida and Shauna and Yuka Sakazaki. Now, Floyd, I don't think you caught this because you were in the crowd unless you happened to watch afterwards, but there was a hilarious moment on commentary where Jim Ross is trying to figure out why Yuka is called the magical girl. And they respond with, oh, it's an anime thing. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And then Excalibur says, all right, I'm going to explain anime to you. And then they try to explain anime to Jim Ross, but they got to wrap it up in a way where, you know, they could get the match going. It was adorable. And it was perfect because Yuka Sakazaki is doing her charming thing where she's smiling, she's waving, she's crying in the corner because Big Spool hurt her feelings. <laughs> it was just great.
1: This is way better than... Um kind of how he addressed the stat lender thing last week, which sent me up a wall last week on uh, one nation radio. Like I was like, if you're going to, you know, ask, you have to try to put the characters over, like <laughs> not bury them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I thought this was like, you know, as Amy's, I thought it was funny.
0: You know what I mean? The, it, Jim Ross is doing what AEW does. I did not hear this, but he is doing what AEW does. When someone says they don't like something, they have to they either get rid of it or they lean all the way in. He is leaning into old white guy. It's like really, <laughs> really, really hard. I don't understand anything you're talking about that's stupid. They didn't do it the my way that way in the eighties, so I hate it. He is just leaning in. And I love it because it's just a big middle finger to anyone that doesn't like jim ross you know it's like i'm just gonna i'm gonna hate on everything you like now (laughs) you know that's (laughs) i I get it
2: to be fair he was endearing towards the end he didn't dismiss it like he did the chris statliner thing where he was just like okay well i don't get it he was like oh okay and then just went right into it. So, so he was better with it. He still asked it, and I think that we should now weekly maybe get a somebody explains to Jim Ross. Yes. <laughs> sort <of> yes. Segment <laughs> Something, on uh, yeah.
0: Something new. <laughs> like, dude, it, it, pretend like you're talking events. Explain like, like this stuff exists. I know you don't think it does, but it does. School. Yes. Yes.
1: Like well, no. they, they gotta get Jim Ross back on BTE for some of this. Like yes. oh, really, yes. like because Ross can just be this guy that just has no idea what's going on. I think if he can <laughs> slip into that role, it'll be hilarious. Yes.
2: Oh my! Especially if they had you know Chris Statlander and the Orange Cassidy thing. You know where they're like booping each other, and he just what like hand over to Jim Ross, and he's just <laughs> glaring at them. <laughs> 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 yes, oh we do
0: we definitely need some Chris Statlander and Jim Ross interactions in our lives. Yes. Yes,
2: yes. That was hilarious. All right, so this match was a lot of fun. They basically sort of started out like an anime. They were kind of acting like cartoon characters uh, because you've got the magical girl, you've got Dragon Ball Z lady, (laughs) you've got Big Swole sassing it up. Um, You know, this was just a lot of fun, but then halfway through it sort of changed pace from the fun parts to being really intense where they're really getting in their spots. We've got Big Swole out there just, I love her. (laughs) She just kicking ass. I love her so much. But I think that we got the outcome that everyone has been clamoring for for a long time, which is Sheeta getting the win. And we've got Sheeta going on a push. And I think we're probably going to end up seeing her in the title picture after Revolution. What were your guys' thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, I thought this was a good match, and they they made the most of the time they had had about about nine minutes, and they did a lot here in this match to try and get all four of these ladies over. Um, I was I was a little bit surprised that Sheeta won. I mean, clearly she's been one of the top girls they've been pushing since the promotion started. But you know, last week they had the whole angle where. Swole came out as as a part of the Statlander-Nyla interaction there. So I thought maybe that they're trying to get Swole over. I was thinking maybe Swole was going to get the win here.
1: Yeah, um, I saw, like, Sheeta get the win. I was just trying to break it down. Like, you know, Jeremy mentioned Swole coming out last week. That was kind of just like, a, I think, a bad uh, part of quality control. Uh, just like, hey, just know where you're going. And if you're not, just, you know figure that out, but, you know, Shanna just got a win last, or a loss last week, so you don't want to beat her again. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki, she's the Tokyo Joshi Pro Champion. She's not losing. So she'd overswoll. It was kind of like the only real result you could, you know, think here. Um, it was cool to see Yuka Sakazaki Sa- 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 actually get her entrance song so like all the joshi fans could just celebrate and not just be furious on my timeline for four or five minutes all caps. cats you know, you know, and, and I thought there were a couple moments like where they were like kind of pausing and trying to feel each other out in the beginning but you know as Amy said by the end of the match like you know it picked up and you know I'm always you know, Looking at the AEW women's division, like has tons of potential. Uh, There's wrestlers up and down the division that I enjoy and would watch and would take on in my promotion any day of the week. Uh, So it's you know the the more spotlight it gets, I think the better they're gonna do.
0: Yeah, uh, the thing with this is it was four faces, so literally everybody got a huge pop when they came out uh you know swole's music hits and it, and it's funny you see people you know you can imagine the people i'm talking about trying to dance to her music it was <laughs> i people watching wrestling it was funny you
1: know but, you know this, this is how you know as a black wrestler that you're over is when white people are bouncing along to the songs with you yes there's all there's this favorite or this famous kind of thing of when booker t was in wcw you would have white people raising the roof over and over just like in <laughs> in every entrance and you just knew that, you know, book was good from then on. So yeah,
0: everyone's doing the flex thing. It was great. You know, big Swole fan. And it was just like, the match was really exciting because literally you could, you didn't know what they were going to do. You had Swole come out last week. So it was like, they could be pushing her. Yuka Zakazaki won her last match against brick, Britt Baker. They could be pushing her. You know, it was really like the only person that actually came into this match, not really hot with Sh- was Shanna, so it was like, kind of felt like she wasn't gonna win. But it was like the match was exciting. Her her wearing her Dragon Ball Z gimmick is getting her over. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like people in the crowd are just all about that. They don't need to know anything about it. They all they they see the Dragon Ball Z co- uh, uh, clothes and they're like, okay, we love her. So it was very exciting match in that way. And it was like. You're just trying to see who who was going to win. And then when Sheeta got the win, it was like, oh, okay, cool. That's what they're going to do. I, I, and I, uh, Rich, when I was listening to your show and you were talking about the Swole thing, I think Swole was just like, okay, you had the, the champion and kind of the number one contender. And Swole was just like, hey, I'm here too. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I'm a contender. It was just like reminding them that, you know, Big Swole is there. And uh, so that's how I took it. But I did see your point when you were talking about it. But, uh, yeah, this was I thought it was a good match. And the crowd was in the crowd was not into it at the beginning. They, you know, everybody got to pop. But as they were filling each other out, it was like the crowd was moving along with them. And as the match built and became more of a fight towards the end, the crowd got more into the match.
2: Yeah, I want to see Big Swole in a number one contender position, though. Like, soon. If she comes out there and she's like, yeah, I'm a number one contender, I'm like, hell yeah, you get that girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> you absolutely should be there. I know there's a line... And that's fine. You know, I'm happy to wait in line. But, like, dude, she is all sass, all character. She's got great strikes, great kicks. She's a lot of fun to watch. She does a lot of fun to watch, too. So maybe we'll end up seeing the two of them since they've had a lot of history together on Dark and now on Dynamite. Maybe we might see the two of them mixing it up in the title position.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that would be Our-
2: cool. All right, so last up, we have the way in So we got Moxley coming out. Actually, no, first <laughs> we have on commercial, we have models walking out. And Jim Ross is like, holy shit, what's that? ...on commentary, which was freaking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so we've got models walking out of the ring. The ring it has red carpet. We've got a scale. And we have WCW commentator Gary Capetta presiding over the proceedings. And then we get Moxley coming out. Everyone's freaking out, excited. And we have the inner circle accompanying Chris Jericho in matching tracksuits. And so they come out to the ring. We get Moxley weighing in at 234 pounds. We get Jericho stalling. He's not necessarily going to weigh in. And he ends up insulting um, Mr. Capetta about WCW, (laughs) which got a lot of booze. And he never quite weighed himself. I was wondering if maybe this would be because he weighs more than Moxley. And then, like, maybe a chant of bubbly would break out in the crowd. Um, I'm not quite sure why he didn't weigh himself. I saw something online, though, where somebody speculated (laughs) that if he didn't weigh in, does the match officially count? What are your guys' thoughts on that?
0: I, I looked at Tiffany, like, as soon as it came out, I was like he's never weighing. I, I was like, <laughs> he's not getting on that scale. I, I I, like, I mean, that was called. I was like, he, they came out with the whole Cobra Kai thing in the gym, in the, uh, in the jumpsuits, like straight, you know, middle finger to Cody, you know, a nightmare family was awesome. I just thought all of it was hilarious, but I was like, he's not getting on that scale. And then when he started delaying, I was like, yeah, he's not weighing. I was like, it doesn't <laughs> like it's like, it was an overweight division. I don't understand why they were doing a weigh-in. I don't. I don't get that from the first place. I'm Like, because what Darby Allen weighs what 180 pounds? Maybe. I'm like, are you, are you, are you serious? And I'm like, no, there's there's no weigh-in. So I was like, this is complete comedy sketch, and it was, and it was, it hit better than I thought it was. I thought I was gonna eye-roll a lot of stuff, and I actually.
1: Really did laugh at a lot of things. That For me, did. it was like there. It was their play on like um, you know uh, UFC weigh in or you know when the whole team walks in uh, with the ladder like they're all holding each other's shoulders and um, yeah I I, I I do you know someone someone else did bring up uh, that's just a ceremonial weigh in. There had to be an official weigh in backstage um, ahead of time. So uh, someone has to wait, but we'll never know. It was funny. Uh, Mox's Weight was Bret Hart's build weight for most of his career at 234 pounds. I look at Mox and I don't, I tend to not believe 234 though. Yeah, he is a tall guy.
0: Yeah, he weighs as much as uh Nick aldis did at the all in weigh in.
1: Yeah, 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 some ain't yeah, right. Yeah, 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 some ain't right.
0: Nick aldis I even said, I was like, man, he carries that weight well because he does not look, yeah, that big to
1: me. Yeah, so. that scale's a little bit off. Yeah. <laughs> you told me Tony <laughs> Khan is fixing this stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So, like you saying this point, Jericho legit. Jericho
2: should just step on the scale then, yeah. and then it'll be like you know you weigh the same exact
0: weight. <laughs> <Wait>. Yeah, because <laughs> I was gonna say I look at Nick Aldis and I look at the, I look at uh, John Moxley, and I feel like there's a weight difference there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't just know. a little bit. Just and little I think yeah.
3: part of why Jericho didn't step on you know it the whole like you know fat shaming of Jericho online sometimes, because, you know, he's not, you know, 99 Jericho anymore, but, and people don't realize, you know, he's older now, and it's hard for him to keep in that great shape, but people expect him to walk out like it's 99, yeah, and so I'm yeah. sure they do not want to put the weight out there, obviously, it's going to be more than his normal, his previous weights in the past, and people will probably trying to dunk on him, so...
1: I'm not gonna Look, <laughs> I, I, I would have liked if they put out like some absurd weight where we we know it's not true or something right. like that, and yeah. the yeah. emphasis an for you know the brawl and Moxley was like that's ridiculous. Like there's no way <laughs> Jericho's 205 pounds or right. you know like some something like that. They should have had like um Sammy or like Hager do
3: the like be in charge of like the numbers on the scale. Right. Yeah. Be like <laughs> Pushed him out of the way. And, six pounds like what oh man
0: i'm just gonna i'm gonna tell you i'm not gonna get sued for libel but uh your favorite wrestler that's 48 and still looks like he did his 30 is on special supplements i'm just telling you (laughs) probably (laughs) probably i'm like that's not how you age i'm just letting you know that's just not how it works (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, so Jericho refuses to step on the scale, and Moxley gets annoyed. He headbutts him, breaking a bottle of champagne. We got a cut on Jericho's forehead. We get Dustin Rhodes running out. He starts attacking um, Hager, and then we have Darby Allen coming out for Sammy Guevara. So we basically end the show with a huge brawl that leads up to Revolution. Oh, oh, and... We get Dustin and Hager out in the back, and we get Jim Ross going, Oh, God, no, not the Dippin' Dots! Oh, my God! Save the Dippin' Dots!
1: <laughs> yeah, he was trolling us all. Yeah. Oh,
2: it was so great. So, yeah, we end the show with a great brawl. We start the show with a great brawl. I don't know, man. This whole show was just awesome.
3: Now, I have a question for you guys on this this last segment. So, one point that got brought up in one of our group chats, uh, one of our buddies, he, was, he didn't like the fact that Darby's music and Dustin's music hit as they were running down. He said it felt too much like WWE. He wanted them just to run down, no music. How do you guys feel about that?
0: Especially Um, with Darby, they didn't need the music. People were chanting Darby. That was the music. (laughs) They didn't need the music. All Darby had to do was run. Everyone was saying his name already. But Dustin, okay, I can see it. But Darby, he didn't need it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could just see them running out without it. I hadn't really given it thought. Like, it wasn't necessarily something that stood out or bothered me or, like, took me away from the moment. But they totally could have just had them run out, and that would be fine, too.
1: Hey, man, I'm just glad they came out and immediately ran to the ring. Right, then, then do their pose on the ramp first <laughs> correct, before, correct. The, before the save. Like,
3: <laughs> hold on, I gotta you know taunt with my skateboard first before I come down and save. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. I gotta cross my arms and, and you know uh, I gotta do my big stomp before. Nah, no, uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm just like I loved it. You know, like they ran down like they were coming for a fight, and like you know they needed some sense of urgency. I did like I love that part.
2: Oh, man, me too. All right, well, let's rapid-fire our favorite and least favorite moments from the show. So, Jeremy, let's start with you. Let's uh, let's hear your favorite part and your least favorite part of Dynamite this week.
3: All right, so for me, my favorite part would easily, hands down, have to be the Iron Man match. You just heard us, you know, glow about it at the beginning of this show, and how awesome it was. And just seeing, you know, Kenny in Prime again and seeing Pac and seeing what he can do and hang with Kenny that was my favorite part. I was, you know, jumping around the dojo, watching that match. Um, and then uh, my least favorite part of the show would have to be the Butcher and the Blade versus the Best Friends, just because, I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was just kind of there. It was fine. There was not a lot of heat going into it. Like, the show, they, they could have not done that match, and the show would have still been great, so.
2: Fair enough. Rich, what were your favorite and least favorite moments from the show?
1: Yeah, I would I would definitely have to say the first segment of the uh, Kenny Omega and Pac match from the you know the beginning to about you know 15 minutes or so. If you're just watching for wrestling execution and you know electric pace. Uh, it doesn't really get much better than that. That's like the last level of mastery. Um, you know, if this was, uh, you know, like Kung Fu or something like that's, you know, those guys are masters right there. I would probably say my least favorite part uh, of it was, Oh, also I liked, uh, Lexi Nair trying to talk to Jake Hager, but Jake Hager just staring at her. Um, I would probably say the least favorite would be the dark order promos. Um, Nah, I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm, i like, just ready for the Exalted One to show up so we can get, like, the next, you know, beat of this thing going. But uh, I will say the Dark Order is still interesting. And if you think about it, they showed up at Double or Nothing. And people are, like, it's only getting, like, it, it is a regular part of AEW now. Like, it's not going anywhere. And it's some long-term thing that they're doing. So I just hope they deliver it uh, on it and, you know. Uh, but I'd probably say that this week, the dark Order stuff.
2: Fair enough, ma'am, Floyd. What about you? What you got? My favorite
0: part of the show, I'm gonna be different. I mean, obviously it would probably be Kenny and you know Pac. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna pivot a little bit and say the announcement of Lance Archer as a member of the AEW roster. Yes, sir. And that he's yes. debuting next week. Uh the murder hawk. Uh he's, he's one of those guys that you've seen you know, he kind of faded away into obscurity. And then you've seen his slow build. And then last year in New Japan, all the amazing matches that he put on and, you know, that he showed that he still, you know, still had it. And it was like when it was time to sign, you know, I had my fingers and toes crossed that, you know, he made the elite <laughs> choice and he did. So I am very happy for that. My least favorite part of the show. Again, I just don't want to say, you know, I don't want to say the same thing. So I'm going to take a cop out when the show ended. That was my least favorite because <laughs> I, I have to wait another week for Dynamite again. So there you go.
2: But hey, dude, we got Saturday <laughs> Revolutions, so and we don't even have to wait that long. Yes. All right, um, I'm going to not even try to be different. So my favorite part was the beginning. The Iron Man match was amazing. I loved every second of it. Um, The best friends of the Butcher and the Blade, that was a match. It happened. Orange Cassidy was awesome. Orange and Tony Schiavone was awesome. Orange and the Bunny was awesome. I wish he would have kicked her. That's all I (laughs) got (laughs) to (laughs) say. All right, um, so before we wrap up Dynamite, Floyd, you were there, and as you said earlier, you are Floyd's friend Tiffany, and Tiffany had an incredible moment on Dynamite.
0: Tell us what happened, man. All right. So first, I'm going to say, go to all, go to at all elite Tiffany to watch the video, and you know, heart of the elite. But we're sitting there together. uh, We're sitting there together uh, doing the dark and uh, doing dark. Main event or the last match was Brandon Cutler and uh, Sean Spears versus Private Party. During the match, Isaiah Cassidy just kind of waves over and says, "Hi, Tiffany." And I look at Tiffany. I'm like, Do "You know, Isaiah Cassidy?" She's like, "No, <laughs> I've never taken a picture with him or anything." And then uh, I was like, uh, "I was like, okay." I'm like, "You're war- you're more famous than I thought." And then she was like, "Well, I just kind of want to go get up towards the." Uh, Towards the post so when uh, Cody comes out after the show, we can get a selfie together. You know, it wasn't that big a deal. So uh, the security, Sam, says, hey, come stand right here. And then he talks to the back. He's like, yeah, Cody's coming out. Just stand right here. You're cool. And I'm like, so didn't think any of it. I'm telling you, I did not see this coming. I'm not. They're like, I'm just kind of building it up for you. And then so Cody comes out, they do the t-shirt toss, they do everything, and they say, Well, there's we want to have one more match, and we want a special member, or we want to get somebody from the audience to come in, and you know, everybody's yelling, and I'm I'm yelling Tiffany. I'm like Tiffany, you know, that kind of thing. And then there's this other guy that came up to her earlier, he's kind of yelling it too. And then Cody starts doing the mm-hmm. announcement. And mm-hmm. as soon as he starts doing the announcement, as soon as he says Aew super fan that has been to 800 shows we knew who it was and it was <laughs> like I like I didn't have my phone out first, so I immediately fumble and start pulling out my phone to record it and, and and like if like on my video as soon as the recording ha- starts, all you hear is it's happening' Cause like I'm like, wow, this is going on and they they give her this uh amazing entrance. He shouts out her YouTube channel, Heart of the Elite, brings Tiffany into the ring, and she's going to have a match against Brandon Cutler. And, uh, man, so they do it like the boxing where she gets this big announcement. They said, you know, and they called her the heart and soul of all elite wrestling. From Kansas City, Tiffany. And he even said her name, Castania. said her name. I was like, oh, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. You know, for me, either. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you know, you know, it was planned because he knew how to pronounce her name. I was like, yeah. you, know, you know, like was it wasn't. Uh, so it was, uh, it was great. Uh, Brandy stuns Brandon Cutler. Tiffany pins, pins him, and they celebrate in the ring. She gets like a group picture with the Nightmare family. It was, it was like I could not be happier. For someone else ever, because it was just like that was everything to her. I don't. I know everybody follows. She tweets incessantly. I mean, she gets a lot of shit for how big of a fan and how much she supports everything. It like I don't. I don't use this word a lot because I think you kind of get what you get. A lot of things don't aren't deserved. It's the. It's the. She deserved it, and it was. I was very happy. I don't get tears of joy. I don't and it's not something I ever did. Probably the closest that's ever come to me. I started messing up a little bit because it was just her it was her moment. It was like she was famous before. Like before the show, everybody was like, Are you all Elite Tiffany? They taking pictures and autographs. <laughs> After the show, she was a fucking rock star. I mean that she she so might great. as well she might
2: as well be
0: on the roster now. I mean yeah. that's well, how it was. Dude she
2: made her debut yeah. she's undefeated yes she's only- all to know
0: oh boy. yes <laughs> no. dude I, like i you know i would never ask for more but she could be five on the rankings next week that would be
2: awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i ain't got word that um they pulled her in the ring before you told me because we had another buddy in the building uh there and i was really happy for tiffany because you see uh she's always you know. Front center out from day one. And, you know, we all love a W, but I think, you know, you add us all up, you get Tiffany. So.
2: Absolutely, man. Tiffany is such a sweetheart and it was so cool to hear the whole crowd chanting. Tiffany, Tiffany. Like that is just amazing. This is something she'll remember forever. It was so wonderful to see. And I'm so happy that she got to have that. And I mean, on a small note, that's our girl from our podcast, All Things Elite, yo. Yes, yes, <laughs> <Right. there. laughs> yes, it's
0: crazy.
3: It was, it was awesome to have a you know a representative of Social Suplex in the ring there. Social Suplex is one and O in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are undefeated. Uh, we are better than the Inner Circle, Jurassic Express, uh, any of those dark order. We are winners.
0: No one and- from your favorite podcast channel is undefeated in AEW. I'm just saying. There you go. <laughs> right. like, we got to call to
2: fear, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All right. A well. Payment, Tiffany. Man, congratulations to Tiffany. That was amazing. Um, let's take a look at Revolution because we've got that this Saturday. We don't have to wait a whole week for another AEW show. So I'm going to run through the card real quick. And then if you guys want to talk about something you're looking forward to, that would be awesome. So we've got the buy-in was just announced SCU versus the Dark Order. We've got for the show Pack versus Orange Cassidy, Sammy G versus Darby Allin. Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander, Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. And then we've got the tag team match with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks for the tag team titles, MJF versus Cody, and Jericho versus Moxley for the championship. I almost said IWGP <laughs> 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 for the AEW World Championship. Man, this is a freaking card, guys. Oh my god.
0: Well, let This is me a ask, great build. Yeah, do y'all think the exalted one gets debuts? I just it's the big like to me the over overlying question does everybody's wondering. I mean, every individual match is great, but do you think the exalted one debuts on the show?
2: I depends, don't. Depends on who it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah, cause yeah. I mean this is something that they've been pushing for a big time and it's on the pre-show. And I know like AEW does treat their pre-show better than other companies, but at the same time, like if it's going to be like debuting a new star, or even if it's somebody like a Matt Hardy, I feel like that's something you want on the pay-per-view and um, not on the, the buy-in. So I think maybe dark order gets a win here and there's there's a, a big tease and maybe they do it on like dynamite next week or something
1: or even like push it out to like the one-year anniversary of of uh you know or add double or nothing to you know when a dark order first showed up a year later the exalted one finally re- reveals themselves mm, that'd be good
2: yeah yeah i mean if they did it on dynamite though and if it were matt hardy please be matt hardy <laughs> um <laughs> That would be a pretty big boon, I think, to their ratings, too. I mean, not like they're struggling in that regard because they've hit a really good stride with their ratings. But, you know, if you've got something like that that ends up debuting after, what, March 1st on the weekly show, and then you also just have Lance Archer debuting, too, like, that could be pretty sweet for the weekly show on Dynamite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured I even said the craziest thing last night is why can't it still be Marty? Mm. That's all I kept asking. I kept asking. I was like, why can't it still be him? Every person that has negotiating power has made it where they can work anywhere they want. You know, this he, is true. He had, he had all the power in RLH.
2: And they just did name drop Ring of Honor when they called Hangman Page and told him you were just a jobber for Ring of Honor. This is true.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm like I say, I'm
2: not. And they have Jeff
0: Cobb. I'm not guessing because I will say this, and I'm very big on this. I am happy that I don't know because with the wrestling world the way it is, Meltzer usually has a guess. You know, you know, a fightful select will say, "Well, you want to know who the uh, leader or the exalted one is?" No one knows. No one's guessing. And I'm like, I like, yeah, I just you know, I love the speculation of it, but it's fun. That when this comes out, no matter who it is, no one knows.
2: I love that it's protected like that because Moxley was really protected too. Like, we all had no idea he was going to... I mean, there were rumors that maybe he would, but, like, I still thought it was a work and he was going back to WWE because I've never seen WWE send anybody off like that before. I was like, oh, yeah, he'll be back there. So I love that it's protected and that they're throwing so many red herrings out there. It could be Christopher Daniels. It could be maybe Matt Hardy. It could be... Who's the other person? Brandon Cutler is obviously probably in it. It could like, be
1: Raven. Raven was sitting Raven,
3: That's right, and
2: well, and he did the audio too. I think Mm. for
3: one of the things, there's a lot of potential, and all those guys are big enough stars to where I think it would either be on the pay per view or on Dynamite to pop a rating, especially if it's Marty. If it's Marty, that's like a huge kind of deal. There, obviously, you know, being a former member of the elite and being kind of off the scene from these guys for a while, that's a pretty big deal. So I think they would want to do that on pay per view or on TV, but I I don't think it's Marty just based off some of the stuff he's doing right now. You know, he's kind of feuding with Nick Aldis and NWA and he's doing villain enterprises and ring of honor with flip and Brody King and PCO. So there's a lot of stuff going on for him right now. I'm not sure if him being the leader of the dark (laughs) order makes sense of everything else that's (laughs) going on.
2: Watch it. Be flip Gordon. Who still has it out for Cody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They should have booked flip man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right, well, what do you guys think about Pack versus Orange Cassidy? Do you think he's going to try? Do you think he's going to go out there and just kind of, like, kick him a little bit with those super devastating kicks that are like, oh, my God? How do you think it's going to go?
1: I think so Pac I- should be, like, he should um, take caution, really. Uh, <laughs> he, he should wear an extra pair of kick pads for Schingard. when Cassidy attacks. Yeah, <laughs> when he attacks his shins, he should, you know, be on the lookout because, what would what, what if Orange Cassidy decides to shoot? You know, <laughs> what, what if he decides to finish? You know. Oh my
2: God! Can he so come out got- like in bully attire? <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: Well, yeah. Go ahead,
3: Jeremy. Yeah, um, you know I haven't seen a, a ton of Orange Cassidy outside of AEW. I did see him live. Me, you, me, Rich Floyd. We saw him at WrestleCon Super Show last year in New York. Um that six-man tag i believe it was but i haven't seen a lot of him in a singles action i've seen clips from pwg and like bar wrestling and it kind of seems to be the whole kind of formula where he starts off doing the stick and the, the light kicks but then his glasses gets knocked off and he kind of goes in a serious mode he tries and when he tries he's he's pretty good and does some cool stuff so i think we might get a similar layout here i think he's going to start off you know trying to do the, the kicks to pack and Pac is not going to have any of it. Give him like a boot, knock the glasses off. And then from there, he's going to turn it up. And I think they're going to have a really good match and surprise a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I want to see Pac try to put those glasses back on him. Just <laughs> be like, no, stop, go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we close out the show, let's do some big match predictions. Just rapid fire real quick. Um, So let's do Nyla versus Chris Stett. Do we think we're going to see a title change here? Who do you think is going to win? Let's start with Jeremy.
1: Uh, I'm going with Nyla retaining.
2: All right, Rich?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Nyla retaining as well. Um, you know, with her long chase of Riho, I think taking the belt off her right now would be kind of like cutting her legs off. So let her breathe with the belt a little bit and, you know, give someone, you know, to uh, let let somebody orbit. Yeah, all the other people can orbit around, you know, Nyla. Ha <laughs>
2: ha, Chris Statlander orbit. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd?
1: Uh
0: definitely Nyla. Nyla all the way.
2: Hell yeah, man, me too. Princess King. All right. Let's look at the tag team titles. Who do you think is gonna be coming out with that? What do you think is gonna happen, Jeremy?
3: Oh my, this is the one match where I've literally gone back and forth like every day thinking like who's going to win because like, literally I think it can go either way like you can have the Young Bucks win which leads to you know an Omega Hangman one-on-one match or you can have Omega and Page win which just leads to more dissension between the elite and set something up down the line and you do Omega and Page for some other team to lose the title so there's just so many ways that can go uh I think I think I'm gonna go with the
1: Young Bucks.
2: Fair enough, <laughs> Rich. Yeah,
1: um, this is the match I'm most looking forward to. Uh, anytime the Elite fight each other, it's usually like a really big deal, uh, especially if you've been a fan of the Elite before uh, AEW. Um, it's kind of uh, you know I, I think Heyman and Kenny have been tremendous uh, as a team together, but I you know I don't think they're together forever so to say uh so i'm gonna go with the young bucks here Uh, the young bucks won the belts they still have tons of fresh matches ahead of them with people they're either tied with or hold wins over them uh, already it's a smart way to get the belt on the bucks to not cut anyone else that's not in the elite off uh and they can still you know do their you know they can do a legendary young bucks title reign right now if they want and then you know Maybe a new challenger uh, pops up over the summer, but in order to get there, Bucks need
2: to have the belts now. Absolutely, man. Floyd, what you got?
0: I'm going with the young Bucks. Uh, I I see the match working out with uh, Kenny playing his injury uh, from the puck off his injury, and Hangman kind of getting left, you know, to fend and lose, and then getting pissed at Kenny, and that sets up our feud <gasps> heading into. Uh, double or nothing or have or whenever they decide to do the match. That's how I see it working out. And then the Bucks, uh, you know, best tag team division in the world. You really do want the belts on a full-time tag team.
2: Yeah, well, and, and, uh, you know, as Rich said, there's a lot of opportunities for fresh matches to come up out of that. I think I've got the Young Bucks, too. I think you make a great point with Omega nursing an injury from his match with Pac Um, But I also think, you know, Paige went around on being the elite to all the other tag teams and we're talking to them about Nick and Matt's weaknesses. And I think maybe we might see him try to strategize that with Kenny Omega, who isn't going to want to take advantage of his friends in that way. And I think we might see Paige get pissed off enough to do that himself, which is going to end up causing a rift even further between him and Omega and cost them the title. That's going to be fun. Uh, let's take a look at MJF versus Cody. This one, man. All right, Jeremy, what you got? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, be nuts.
3: this one is another hard one to predict just because, obviously, you know, you had Cody having to go through all these hoops to finally get the MJF match. And, you know, it, it feels like the momentum's kind of in Cody's, you know, corner right now. And then you have MJF who's, you know, been this diabolical heel. He's whooped him. On TV, uh, <laughs> made him go in a cage match against Wardlow. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot riding on this match, but I'm going to go with MJF. I think with MJF winning, they can continue the feud, and there's more money to be made in Cody versus MJF.
1: Yeah, man. It's been a tremendous build um, with. MJF and Cody, just something AEW can put down in their highlight reel. Lots of highlight moments, including the whooping, as Jeremy mentioned, uh, the big cage match. And, uh, you know, just MJF's general, you know, paranoia of like, no matter what I do, this dude keeps walking through it. So in the end, MJF's going to have to, you know, reach down deep and realize he's going to have to take this dude out himself because your monster couldn't do it. Your belt couldn't do it. I think if MJF loses, this will seriously hurt him because Cody's been built up to like a godlike level um, going into this. So I'm picking I'm picking MJF in hopes that he's not, you know, hurt if he's defeat, defeated.
0: Uh, this is going to hurt my soul, but because there is no secondary title and he can't fight for the world title cody wins where does he go
1: mm-hmm.
0: so there's no really way i don't like i said i know they could probably pivot another way but it really is like okay are you just going to build up another big feud with someone else you know it's kind of like i th- and i've listened to voices of wrestling and they said i still think there's money in this feud and i kind of i agree so i'm going with njf to win
2: well as much as you all are right I cannot bring myself to say that the turd comet orbiting the planet Uranus is going to win this match. (laughs) So so Mr. Poopy Pants is just going to have to stay and cry in his little wittle corner. And I'm just going to have to say Cody's going to win this, even though you guys are right. And it's probably the outcome. I cannot say those words, so therefore hey, I gotta say Cody's gonna win this one. I mean, I mean
1: <laughs> you never, you never really know because th- this is an extremely well booked card. There are so many matches on this show where it can go either way. So I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Cody won, and you know it worked out and everyone loved it. Like yeah. you know, they're they're earning their rope to play with right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cody could win and get the shit beat out of them after and they continue it that way i mean there are a lot of ways they can go but i just think if you're really building mjf you're about the new stars he needs this win
2: yeah yeah i almost wonder if we're gonna have i mean i wonder if we're gonna have any like interventions in this match with arn or you know with someone Mm. else
0: oh oh it's a cody match so there's gonna be a lot of there's interference yeah crimson
2: mask yeah. We're good to
0: oh yeah here.
1: yeah I mean, <laughs> me, me me and my buddies uh me and jeremy's uh buddies in our uh like our local wrestling group group chat we had like a bet on how many minutes like you know inside of would would cody bleed uh i'm taking like inside of seven minutes like he'll he'll be bleeding how how about you guys yeah uh,
0: yeah I, i'd yeah. say i'd say <laughs> I'm going less than ten. I, I give him a couple more minutes, but
1: yeah, yeah,
0: he's gonna bleed.
1: He's gonna bleed. Definitely happening, man. Man, somehow he just has weak skin. I don't. I don't get it.
2: Yeah, yeah you know, maybe it's in his jeans, man. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the title match: Jericho and Mox. Who do you think is walking out of Revolution AEW World Champion?
0: I, I, I am one hundred percent into Jericho.
2: Like one hundred percent,
3: Jeremy. Uh, again, I, I'm conflicted, and that just shows you how well booked this card is to the point where there's a, there are good stories whether either guy wins here. With a lot of the matches they've booked on this card, and you know, if Jericho winning, obviously that that first champion you kind of want a long reign to establish the prestige of the title. But I'm thinking, you know, if Jericho wins, like where do they go next? Like, who's the next challenger to come? I don't really, you know, I feel like he's beaten a lot of the top guys already, and is he going to face an like up-and-coming guy? I'm not sure. Then on the other hand, you got Mox, who, you know, if Mox wins, that's, you know, he, he thrumps Jericho. You get this fresh baby champion. Um, there's some heels he could probably face, but I don't know. I think I'm, think I'm leaning with La Champion, and I'm going to go with Jericho, finding a way to retain.
1: Yeah, we were trying to eliminate people, you know, by process of elimination. All right, if Jericho wins, who are the baby faces that, you know, he can, you know, prospectively go against? And then, of course, we got a couple new additions, like Lance Archer showing up. Uh, and then, as Jeremy mentioned, you know, if you look the other way, if Mox wins... Like, the highest kind of position to heal is MJF. I don't think they're going that direction. I don't you know know if they would do that. Uh, Cody can't uh, challenge right now. And, you know, whatever happens with Paige and Omega, you figure there's going to be some type of fallout. So for me, like, the safest option is the guy that's undefeated in the segments that is still in a career renaissance. Um, Moxley has not done a high-profile loss yet in the promotion. Um, and this could be the first one. You can always come back from it. And he's, you know, he's been around, Moxley's tied up a lot around the world right now, while Jericho is primarily in AEW. So, uh, with him being a champion in, in, you know, uh, New Japan, with him going to Scrapper Mania to fight David Starr pretty soon in a non-title match, that probably is a giveaway that David Starr is going to win. But um, Le champion, like uh, Jericho, Jericho rides again, uh, and I think, you know, Him going into Double or Nothing, you know, with the belt for anniversary of the debut show is like, you know, that's where that's when it's time to start making the decision.
2: Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I was thinking that they would hold out for Double or Nothing, but it wasn't until you mentioned that upcoming match with David Starr where I was like, no, you know, they could still go with Mox because you could still have Pac end up running up into that position you've got mm-hmm. kenny omega that's my future dream match of the AEW title is mox and kenny omega like i i would love to see that happen um but when you mention an upcoming match it's like if that's a title match you can't really have the other guy lose from the other promotions so once you kind of start working that way into it okay jericho wins I'm still gonna say Mox just because I want to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>.
2: <laughs> Once go again, ahead. like there there's logic, there's reason. You guys are all making great reasonable accurate points. <laughs> but I, I gotta go with my gut here and be like, man, it would just be really cool to see Mox and Kenny Omega or Mox and Pac or you know, just see how we can mix it up a bit. But if Jericho retains and we keep that going until double or nothing, man, I'm happy for that too because I'm gonna be there. So hey,
0: wow. <laughs> uh, I can't yeah, beat that. Do, y- do y'all think Rock, uh, Mox Steel, rocks the eye patch this weekend?
1: I think there's there's two ways it can go. Either he can pull it off at the beginning of the match and be like, I'm all healed because it was a long time ago now that yeah. he he wore it or whatever, and just scare the shit out of Jericho. Or they can use it as like kind of like a way out. Essentially, like Jericho re-injures the eye and something like that. So mm. not sure which one, though.
2: Yeah. Do you think he shows up as Painmaker or Le Champion?
1: Uh, I, you I never know. He might show up as something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Been different. Yes. Yeah, so.
2: This is true. Well, I
3: got got a question for you guys real quick. Do you think there's any possibility of Lance Archer interfering to help Jericho win? So they they announced that he's debuting next week, but could that be like a red herring to throw us off? And he debuts on Saturday, and there's history of him and Mox from Wrestle Kingdom, and he comes out and attacks to help uh, could be. They
2: could absolutely do that. If they play (laughs) up that history between them, because like we know it's there. <laughs> we know it's recent. So I would love for them to play up him coming in and then immediately gunning after Mox. And that would protect Mox in his loss and set up a future feud for him. And, you know, have Jericho still retain his title and everything is fine and glory with that. I'm all about it. They, I, was yeah, like, I didn't they, even
1: think they, about it. They would just have to be careful that they don't go into, like, goofy... Uh, Main event area because what AEW has been really good at for the most part is clean finishes and, you know, finishes like, you know, they're still building their pay-per-view audience. So I think they should be careful, you know, with interference and different type of things like that uh, before, you know, like make sure it's really, you know, ready to go as far as like consistent pay-per-view audience, Um, which you, you can argue they have right now, but I would be so cautious of like messing that up potentially
0: see see now you didn't change my mind rich because (laughs) i i was like oh man i'm all for it then you're like yeah i I really do don't want to dq finish i don't want (laughs) to dq finish i don't want to i don't want to like oh hey look over here and then like like the person forgets they're in a wrestling match for some reason uh Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm i don't know i don't know I, i i think they should go with to me, my biggest, my biggest would be to work the eye as a, as his detriment, and what ends up costing him the match, and that, at that point, it doesn't hurt Box to lose. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I hope it's a clean finish, and maybe if they're gonna do Lance Archer beating him up, he does it after the match has been decided.
2: I like that because then you just beat him down. Yeah, <laughs> after yeah. He's, like he's just,
0: after yeah. he's down and yeah. out. Dude, after the match. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, it's. His, March is already at his lowest moment, and yep. then Archer comes just and beats him. While he's down. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's going to be a crazy show. I can't wait for it, especially considering the fact that it's Saturday. We don't have to wait that long. It's going to be awesome. I would like to thank you both, Rich and Jeremy, so much for joining us on our 50th show at our celebration for dynamite and revolution it has been an absolute joy having you join us this week
1: awesome like thank you guys for for having us on and congratulations on 50 episodes a lot of shows never get this far and thank you guys for all you do on the network and um, i'm just you know proud to have you guys on here
0: yes and my yeah, it's it a
3: pleasure friend. being on guys thanks you so much for inviting us on
0: yeah, I make special thank you to Jeremy and Josh. I always leave Josh out when I say thank you for making the call, asking me to do the show. And then, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy said, hey, you know, ask Amy if she wants to be on the show with you. He made that call, again, the exalted one, putting us all in the right places. <laughs> and putting us all in the right places. I like. I was struggling to find a consistent co-host. I mean, and so, Amy, I thank you. I thank you for your consistency because it was so, so hard. Every week it was a different person. And, you know, you know every week it was trying to develop chemistry with a different person, and it was hard. Those first few episodes were episodes they were definitely episodes <laughs> they <so>. happened.
1: <laughs>
3: you were sean you were sean spears
0: trying yeah, to find yeah, your tag yeah, team yeah absolutely <laughs> and it was just like yeah so I, I i thank you all for all of you have contributed uh to the show rich helps me definitely helps me think of the show differently because i listen to one nation radio and of course we are the proclivity for positivity i get i, I get some truth When I listen to that show.
1: (laughs) Because, like, you know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge AEW fan. No secret. But, like, I'm I'm not going to let them slide and just, you know, start excusing them if I feel like, you know, their area they're slipping in. And, but, you know, I've I've been really happy with this company from January 1st forward. I liked a lot of the stuff they did in December. You know, there was, you know, uh, some things that you know, aren't around anymore, that aren't happening, that, you know, people really got on them about, but um, it was always going to take time for AEW kind of grow into what you wanted it to be. Now that people are established, it's like, this is the monster that we all knew that was in there, and why we all, you know, from day one, from the rally, it made us all so excited. It's for a reason, and I think that um, they just have to you know, stay slow and steady and they're going to grow this thing. And, you know, within a couple of years, you know, you could be looking at, you know, a whole new ball game here.
0: Yeah. I can't. I'm like, I'm waiting for the numbers. I mean, I know, I know not ratings chasing, I'm not talking about the ratings every week, but I am waiting for the numbers to start going up consistently because it, I mean, they're putting on quality programs every week. And I just, I know the audience is there. I know there are some wrestling fans that would, Definitely enjoy the show, so I'm just like, so I keep I keep watching the number. Uh, they, you know, honestly, they've dis- dispatched the only competition that they had. It's not even a competition anymore. So it's just like, let's now they're competing with themselves, you know, and it's just to put on their best program every week. And I really definitely enjoy it, and I hope have y'all on as I get to 50 more. And you know, and, you know, we got the newly dubbed. Phoenix AEW. I love it. I love how it sounds I love how it <laughs> sounds, right?
2: I love it.
0: I do too. Uh, yeah, it it's, just it's, feels it's, good. It feels like AEW just got another win. You know what I mean? This is like <laughs> we we win and we got another one, you know. So when the name changes, so but again, thank you all. Again, thank anyone that has listened to this show for a second, minute, hour. I appreciate you. Definitely leave your reviews. You know, if you want to press on that donate button, we don't matter. But remember Whether it's home, work, or school, always do your best to be elite.